you going to have for I yours? I don't know. I could just put that your drink bottle there. The black one. And just not drink from it. No, I think you need something like a Bible or a book or make it look like you've actually invested time and resource into this podcast. <laughs> Do you want my um, Hydro Flask? Yes. But it doesn't have a sippy cup. It's okay, I won't sip from it. It's yellow though. You just look, it looks very empty. I'll, I just, I'll just get a mug. Let's get a mug. Definitely my love of tea. Just killed my, I pulled the fly with my bare hands. That's really disgusting. No, no, just spin it from that. It's attached there, yeah, so just spin that. <laughs> Why? What the? I can't spin it. I don't have grip. Hands sweaty. Doesn't need to come undone too many. Knees weak. Arms are heavy. Spaghetti. Need. Now I just feel pretentious because I haven't read the Bible specifically. <gasps> oh my god! Wait, get the laptop! What? What is going on? <laughs> Wait, what? This is an absolute. <laughs> this is what it's like. Sitting up oh for this podcast. <laughs> my word. Hello and welcome back to the Next Gen Podcast. Great to have you here with us today. My name is Harry. My name is Annalise. Yes, and we are back. Back, um, baby. We had some technical difficulties with a cup. Oh. But we cleaned it up. Nobody yelled at each other. <laughs> Nobody was angry with each other. And, uh, and we're Nobody here. stood there and like did nothing while no, someone else ran was, around. I just could, I was getting, more just in disbelief. Getting the towel. I was in disbelief. <laughs> I couldn't believe that we were back here again after the last spillage. Oh, Do we want to talk about that? No, that's traumatic. I spilt, I, I spilt a whole pot of coffee on our cream woolen rug. Yeah. Yeah, it's but it's sorted. Like, the thing is, it's like I did do a lot of work. You definitely can. You definitely. It's the shape of Australia. You know what? It is right there. You can. Yeah. Just for your viewing pleasure, if you're listening to us on the YouTube and not the audio. <laughs> the carpet's still very wet. It's also very oh, woolen. It's all over me. <laughs> What this have you is, done? What have I done? What have you done? This is almost like we haven't prepared. <laughs> almost. Almost, not but not quite. A massive welcome back to every single one of you, especially our next-gen nation. We love them. <sighs> what a time to be alive. Freshly released logo and all. You'll have Looking to, swell. You'll have to wait for some merch. Merch even. We'll have to get Annalise to release Getting... some money for the merch. Psh, Probably. Sheesh. Have to earn some money. Yeah, that would be good. That'd be good. <laughs> Speaking of earning money, um, welcome back to the podcast. Not that we earn any money on this right now. I'm scrambling okay. for this intro, but it's great to have you here, no matter where you are around the world. Welcome, no matter if you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or any of our other platforms, including iHeartRadio. Great to have you here with us today. There you go. We are doing our second ever Q and A podcast. Love it. Which went very well last time. I had a lot of fun. We answered some good questions. Yeah, it was great. In fact, we've had more flooding in. <clears throat> that is fantastic flooding. news. Fantastic like news. Like a flood. Like a flood. This is not your time to become we a singer. We receive your love when you go like a flood. Boom, boom, boom. I still reckon I could be a praise and worship leader. Dreams are free. So is the podcast. That's right. Uh, but as always, on the Next Gen <laughs> Podcast with a Q&A episode, we are going to do a love like leave. Yes, and last time I was stitched right up. I don't think that you were. I feel very strongly like I was. I don't think that you were. I That's think, okay. I, I think we put forward a very clear thing. You chose 
your answer. You can check out if you've not seen the last I one. Did. You can go back and check out the last episode. But for love like leave for today, yes. Here we go. Love right. like leave. I also haven't heard these. As per usual. Love like leave. Number one, taking notes in church. Love it. Yeah. Sure. The worship one eye. What's the worship? No, no, no. You have to tell me what that is. The worship one eye is when you've got your hands lifted in worship and one eye on the Lord and one eye on your crush. On your crush. Yeah. Having a scout for who else is lifting those holy hands in worship. It's not the time for that, man. Mm. It's not the time for Mm. that. That's the the visitor's break when you go and welcome new people. Mm. That's the time. That's the time for that. That's the flirty eye. Um, And then the last one here for Love Like Leave is praying over your crush, like in church, in a ministry time. Just. Like what? I'm, going I'm and going yeah. and laying hands on their shoulder and yeah, saying, "Lord a, bless them." A gentle and touch on the shoulder. Pray for abundant blessing and soft whisper in the ear. Desire. Okay, I reckon this is going to be nice and easy. Really, love like leave. I'll give oh, you them yeah. again. Let us know what you would do at home as well. Number one, taking notes in church. Number two, the worship. One eye, one eye on the Lord, one eye on your crush. And number three, praying over your crush in in a moment of prayer. Yeah, I mean, okay, this is so much easier than last times. Um, I'm going to leave uh, praying over your crush. Right. Don't be weird. Don't yeah. be weird. I think... Like, if you if you have a crush on them, don't go and pray over them. It works just, for us. Just hang out with them. It worked for us. No, did you pray for me when you crushed on me? You prayed for me. No, I didn't. You were laying your hands all up on this bad well, boy. I was, and I was, I was like, hey, girl. Hey, whoa. Clearly, hey. <laughs> I hey. think Harry's making up stories, but I clearly wasn't crushing <laughs> if I was doing that. I feel like, I, nah. I feel like I'm getting awkward about it. You feel like getting awkward about no, it. No, you feel like I feel like you're getting awkward. Well, we all know that you liked me first, so yeah. anyway, continue. So okay. Oh, so yeah. So I'll love leave, like leave. So you're I'll leaving. I'll leave praying over your crush. Don't, okay. Don't be weird. Um, I like one-eyed worship. Yeah. The even worship though one I don't eye. really like it, so you're not there for that, man. Just, just fuck some more. So you endorse just. Checking out your crush during worship. No, I don't endorse, endorse it. it. Okay, cool. And then, uh, yeah. and then, of course, taking notes in of church. Of course, loving Big taking fan. notes in church. I love feel it. like this is not my best love like leave, I'll be but honest. But hey, look, I think what you did was uh, you set it up for an easier win for me, which I, I appreciate. Did. I did. I, 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 to be honest, I probably agree with your ones. I think I'm I think I'm think yeah. taking notes in church. I love that. I think I'm, I'm looking around. It's very bad, and I don't endorse it, unlike you who endorsed it. I don't endorse it. Um, <laughs> hey, well, hey, hey, I'm just saying hey, what you said, and it obviously yes, I think it's never appropriate to pray for your crush. But I will stuff. say, if you're going to crush on someone, crush on someone in church because it's the true. Best, the best boys, ladies, found in church. That's right. Best gals found in church. That's, that's right. For sure. That's right. Um, but just don't pray over them. That's and right. When it comes to worship, we're worshiping the Lord. That's right. That's my advice for today. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you. Some really deep, rich. So deep teaching today on Profound. the next gen podcast okay mm-hmm. well that is our love like leave for today's episode make sure you send Thank us you, your thoughts on what you would love like leave i imagine many people are going to say the same yeah, thing look, i feel like you probably well. set us up for you know something easy for, yeah which yeah. i appreciate it's good something easy okay so q a yes last week i mean last month we did our q a questions submitted from the next gen nation now people love might it. ask annalise how do i become part of the next gen nation Get on that website, people. Oh, my gosh. HarrySladeNZ at .com. <laughs> it's very difficult because Harry HarrySladeNZ is everything. So he's at HarrySladeNZ on Instagram. I feel like he's that makes Harry it easier. He's HarrySladeNZ at, you know, for emails and things. You don't and feel then, like that makes it easier? Look, it's easier, but then when I try and say a website, oh, in front of everybody. Yes. All in one go. Yes. I get them mixed up. So sure. it's so HarrySladeNZ.com. 
Yes. And then you can join the Next Gen Nation. By? Via the website. Yeah, correct. How do they do that, though, Annalise? Look, I'll be honest. It was a long time ago (laughs) that I joined the Next Gen Nation. You were actually... You only need to do it once. You were the second person to join. That's right. There was one other that bet you. Was that you? Yeah, it was my test email. I can't <laughs> just make sure that it worked. Um, yes, head to the website. All you have to do is head to the website, harryslaternz.com. Check out the Next Gen Nation tab uh, and the Next Gen podcast. You can register for free. You'll get free copies of the show notes That's every right. time we do a show uh, and also access to ask questions. We've also got some pretty exciting things lined up, which including maybe not merch, but we'll see we'll see where we go with that uh, and some other things. Why are you, why are you batting your head like eyes well it's like consult. i haven't talked to you already about this consult we're having the meeting right now we're just involving <laughs> the wider public it's, it's all good it's all good okay our questions for today have come from the next gen nation as per Ooh, usual today two questions for us make sure you send in your questions if you ever have them uh after joining the next gen nation okay here we go question number one comes from yen this is the question when leading someone how do you create healthy boundaries between you and the person that you lead Great. That's a really great thing to consider, especially if you're a young leader and you're leading someone who's similar in age to you. I think it is important to consider your boundaries here because as a leader, you don't want to be someone who bleeds all over the people that you lead. I've heard a really amazing message once um, called Lead, Don't Bleed. Mm. And um, it's important that as leaders, we don't... um, yeah, like I say, bleed all over our... What do you our... mean, when you say bleed, what do you actually mean by so that? So if I'm going through something, because, because we do head, as leaders... In my head, bleeding is like f- literal blood. Like I've cut my hand open, chop, chopping up the look, carrots and... For the look, stew that, for life group. I'm just going to be honest, that happened to me the other day. Yeah, it did happen <laughs> It wasn't a deep Trauma. cut, Trauma. Um <laughs> No, but uh, what I mean by that is if I'm going through something, which mm. we do as leaders, it's real, we're still totally. human, um, I'm not going to be starting to blast that all around the people that I'm leading who I'm you know, who are also going through vulnerable things. My Mm. job is not to lay uh, extra weight on those people that I'm leading. Now, it's important to be authentic. So you have to be real and you don't hide and pretend that nothing's going on and everything's fine all of the time. But if I'm going to share what's going on with me, I'm sharing from a place of victory. I'm sharing from a place of I've walked through this or I have hope and faith for this. Mm. I am walking through this with a sense of victory. And so um, that's one thing I would say. And the second thing is the way that you engage with people people sends a message to them so if you're meeting somebody for the first time and you're not really sure kind of what the type of relationship is going to end up being you need to kind of create some healthy kind of boundary or distance between you and them you're not necessarily going to bring them to your child's first birthday a very intimate family moment (laughs) you might catch up with them in a cafe where it's going to take an hour and then you go hey thanks so much for coming I'm going to head back to my car now so that you've got some kind of safety net Mm. around the way that you engage with them um and yeah I think it's great I think it's some really great thoughts um I reckon it'd be good to talk about like what are some practical boundaries also that we can put around the relationship like I think we want to be people who are and and I'll talk about authenticity because I think it's a really great point Mm. but I just want to get your thoughts because I think you you've done really well in the past about having a really great sense of like I'm available for you, yes. but I also live my life. Yes. Like, how do we? Yeah, nice. Because we want to be in people's worlds, right? And this of is the tension. Of course, we do. But how do we? How do we also? Yeah, I guess protect ourselves in a way that we're, like you said, we're still human. How do we protect ourselves in a way and put those boundaries up? What yeah, yeah. Well, I think I learned this the hard way um, when I was a young leader in youth ministry, and I would 
reply to people's calls and texts at midnight mm. and I'd you know people would show up at my flat and be like I've got yeah, nowhere yeah, to yeah. go and and it would just be there'd be lots of that kind of thing going on and effectively what I started doing was to say to my young people not only for my benefit but also for theirs yeah. that um, at 10 o'clock my phone goes off so yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna reply to you I'm gonna call you back in the morning um, because effectively nothing great happens after midnight in the head mind space of young people even for leaders and even for leaders even for us and so um i create that healthy boundary to say hey look you know what go to bed we'll talk about this in the morning um and generally that's actually something that um has been really helpful yeah nice that's a good boundary direct people to if they're really really needy you can direct people to um professional help that's available 24 7 yeah stuff that you actually can't help with at midnight um totally and And i I think that speaks actually to a really clear point too about what our job is as leaders right definitely as leaders we're not here to solve all of the world's problems i'm not here to to even counsel you through different things i'm not here to we're not trying tell you how to think i'm not telling you how to fix your problems. My job as a Christian leader is to hear you, to love you, and to point you to the person of Jesus. That's right. So by creating healthy boundaries, by saying things like, hey, like I'm here for you, but have you considered seeing a counselor? I'm here for you and we're going to pray about that. We're going to break its power in the name of Jesus. But but have you considered getting professional help? What that does Absolutely. is it creates really clear delineations and boundaries between what our job actually is and what our job isn't. And also, it's encouraging for you as a leader because then you're like, oh man, I actually don't have to solve all the world's problems. I just have to point people to Jesus. I have to remind totally. people about what it says in God's word. I have to remind people about the goodness and the grace of God. And in doing that, you then create healthy boundaries because it's like, well, what yeah. should I do on this? Have you asked God? What, what should I do with this? Have you read the Bible? Now you're creating healthy boundaries and protecting yourself between you and the person. I also love what you're saying about authenticity as well, because I think the trend in like Gen Z and Gen Alpha is that people want authentic relationships. They're looking Definitely. for authentic relationships. But what is authenticity? That's, that's the first question I have, because I think we think authenticity is hyper vulnerability. I'm not sure. convinced that hyper vulnerability and being super emotional and even you could swing the pendulum the other way and be like ruthless, honest, aggressive truth. That's not authentic either. I think authenticity comes from the authority of the revelation that you receive from the Holy Spirit and God's word. Living the most authentic life, I think, is living a life that reflects Jesus mm. to the greatest mm. degree. Now, that doesn't mean perfection and that doesn't mean that we have to present as this perfect and put together leader no i think it's like it's saying imitate me as i imitate christ i'm on the journey too yeah i think authenticity is like hey i'm a few steps further than you on these areas follow me i I can show you the the person who saved me i love the i love the woman at the well right she has this encounter with jesus yes and jesus tells you everything about her life he he gives words of knowledge he speaks he ministers and the woman authentically she's still broken she's still human she's still who she is but after having the encounter with jesus she rushes into her town and she says guys come follow me let me take you to the guy that just told me everything about my life come and see come and see and i love that because i think that's our job is she was leading her town she was leading that village even though she didn't have proper training even though she didn't now could she further the discipleship journey not at that point. I reckon she needed to go and get some stuff done healing-wise, mending that relationship. But as a leader up front, guys, come and see the one 
who changed my life and spoke to me and told me everything. Note, she also didn't say, he told me about the seven men in my life and all of these things. She didn't bleed didn't all over bleed. those people. She, she just said, hey, just he he said everything in my life. He spoke totally. into my life. And, and she she left out some of those unnecessary points totally. that wouldn't have actually necessarily added value to anybody's life at that point. Totally. I think authenticity is also humility. It's, it's being Definitely. willing to say, you know what? I'm not perfect. I've got nothing to hide. I've got nothing to hide, but I'm working through some stuff. Mm. And it's beneficial for you for me not to tell you. But just so you know, like right now while I'm still processing this, but man, like we're all struggling. We're all going through some things. Here's, here's the guy that saved me. Here's the guy that I met. Here's the guy. And, and that's the job, pointing people to the person of Jesus through either the word or the word that became flesh through prayer. And I think, I think, the, the, I think that creates really healthy boundaries as well. Great question. Second question for today. I've actually found a third question. Oh, I found a third if question. If we have time, depends so, so how long-winded I am. Okay, this question comes from Matthew. When uh, shifting kids' ministry from program to ministry, call back to like maybe episode one. Um, Let's go, Matthew. Uh, program to ministry in partnership with parents to empower the family unit and be effective. What is the key place to focus? It's a big question. I'll say it again. Great. It's also on screen if you're watching along. When shifting kids' ministry from program to ministry in partnership with parents to empower the family unit and to be effective, what is the key place to focus? I love that. Well, I mean, look, I hear that question, and the first thing that pops out to me is from program to people. Uh, sorry, mm. program to ministry. Yeah. And what I, what I hear by that is focusing on the stuff that we do to the people that we are ministering to. Yeah. So the first place you focus, the first place you go is actually people. It's people, totally. people, people. Totally. It's building relationship totally. with people. It's drawing people in. It's starting to uh, identify leaders and encourage them to be calling people out. Yeah. It's putting your time and effort into, like Harry said before, the telephone over the microphone. You don't have to make your kids services the you know Disneyland equivalent today. In fact, if you're not doing the people stuff well, you shouldn't be focusing on the Disneyland equivalent stuff yet. Yeah. That's the wrong order of things. Well, could I just even say in that, the Disneyland experience or the Disneyland equivalent, the only reason Disney's amazing, it's not because they've pumped millions of dollars into fireworks. It's not the reason. It's true. It's not because they've got wonderful facades. Everything's fake. The one thing that they do really real is the intentional focus on children. And everybody, people. And, and people, yeah. but it's in their rules. Their, their yeah. first engagement is kids first and then the parents. So it's still engaging people, but what makes Disney special is their focus, especially in Disneyland, yes. is the people. So when we're talking about from program to ministry, we are talking about uh, a programmatic or a perfunctionary focus shifting yes. now to the people. Yes. And I think if, you're, if your first focus and your first uh, priority is the people, the love, the development, the care of the people, it's going to actually inform your program. You're going to totally. be able to say, is this actually going to be able to move our kids forward? Is this actually going to be able to bring our families together? Is this going to empower our parents to, totally. to take their kids to the next level? All of those things. If they're driven by your focus on people, your priority, which is people then the program stuff's actually going to follow yeah I, it's good i think uh the, the the second part of this question here is what's the key place to focus and Annalise has basically summed it up really well with people people, people is the focus but how do you make that shift 
Mm. Um, and we've got a great next gen team training session on the five fundamental pillars yeah. to effective kids ministry. And I think it's the same for youth ministry and even young adults ministry, all next gen ministry. But there are five fundamental pillars. Um, and I'm going to try and remember them now off the cuff without writing them Ooh, down. Oh, good luck. Uh, so pastoral, which is obviously your people heavy focus. Mm. Um, parent engagement, working with families. Yes. Program, which is what we do any event. Mm-hmm. Um, partnership, which is our team. Yes. Uh, because team building a team is not fill my roster, it's partner with me on this vision. That's right. And the fourth thing is, uh, the f- fifth, fifth thing, because it's five, is policy. So... All five of those create a healthy ministry. Policy as in safety stuff. Health and safety, all of that gear. All of those are fundamental pillars. But what we've got to understand is that pastoral and parent engagement are the two things that are going to make an eternal difference in the lives of people. They're the only things that's going to come to heaven with you. They're the only things. It's people, even the parent engagement, how we equip and empower parents. Yep. So what I would encourage you to do, I guess, when shifting from program to ministry, the first thing I would do is I would make sure that I define my flock. Who are the kids, youth, kids, uh, youth or children or young adults, who is it that God has entrusted to my care? That's Very the first good. thing. Very define good. your flock. Then you want to define your shepherds. So we're using the sheep and shepherd. Who are my leaders? Who are my leaders? Who are the people that are going to be investing pastorally? Because you can't care well, really, for more than 50 people. Like that's... On like, your own. On, on your, your own. own. Yeah. So you need other people. You need to partner. Like even Jesus had 12 people that he invested into. So he a one did to a 10 good ratio. Job. One to 10. Well, one fell away. But yeah, look, fine. It's 11 out of 12 not a, bad, um, not a bad hit rate. But Jesus had, you know, so I think for us, it's like a one to 10 ratio is great. Define your shepherds, define your flock. Uh, And then start engaging your parents, like start having your conversations with parents. I I would encourage you to do a review with with the families that are there. Start with your church families. What do you appreciate? What do you find difficult in terms of engaging with us? And how could we help you more? And I want to encourage you, if you're in youth ministry, the parent relationship is still so so vital. It is so important. If you don't know the parents of the young people that you're investing in, that's actually a little bit of a red flag. Yeah. Um, Because these parents effectively are entrusting you to the care of these children. They're special ones. Even though they're older and a bit more independent, they're still incredibly special. Um, And if you're able to build relationship with them, you aren't just investing in one of the family, but you are investing in the whole. In fact, I've had um, uh, I had a youth uh, bring their whole family to church because we were, as a ministry, someone who it's just amazing. reached out to, to unsaved family. It's amazing. Um, very cool. Do you know what's actually interesting as we bring this question to a close? Uh, according to uh, research done by Barna in yes. the United States, the question was, where is the primary source of discipleship for children? So ages zero to 18. Yeah. 95% of leaders believe it's the home but only 49% of parents believe that. Ooh. 95% of the leaders believe it's the home and only yeah. 49% of parents believe it. Why? Because parents feel disempowered mm. and don't feel equipped to be able to partner with the church and disciple yes. kids at home. So mm. in terms of from a program to pass, so we don't need more programs for parents. We need to also partner yes. with them yes. and give them uh, resources and information. Encouragement. To to, and encouragement, it's a huge key but to be able to partner with us Mm. as we disciple their kids. So Mm. I think a few things there, Matt. Uh, Hopefully that's helpful in terms of our journey uh, into this discipleship journey. It's a huge challenge, and the draw is always going to be to go back to uh, being a programmatic ministry. But we have to commit to being a pastoral ministry because that is what Jesus cares about.
about the program helps us, but the program it's can't just a tool. define it's us. It's just a tool. It's just a tool. Final question for today. It's a sneaky bonus extra question uh, that I thought I'd sneak in here. We're a little bit getting close to overtime, but let's uh, let's just I'll do this quick. one quickly. Um, okay, the last question from Abigail is, how can we honour our current leaders, whether that's senior pastors, elders, etc., who maybe don't understand the generation we're leading? How can we honour our current leaders who maybe don't understand the generation mm, we're leading? Mm. Do you have any quick thoughts or do you want me to start? You go and then I'll follow. So I think that I think this is a real challenge. I think mm. right now in the world, at the time of recording, we have an ageing senior pastor sort of demographic and uh-huh. we have an ageing eldership demographic. And the challenge can be that I think we've kind of talked about this a little bit before on the podcast where preferences, every generation has different preferences. Mm. It's hard to know if I've actually talked about it or not because I talk about so many different things. But the ultimately, big picture, each generation has different preferences. Yeah. And Generation Alpha, our generation coming through in kids and Gen Z, have preferences of their own. So the best way, I think, to do this is to understand that God has entrusted the whole church to the senior pastor. Yes. So even though they might not understand the generation right now, it's your job as the next-gen pastor or leader to sit with them and answer questions and help them actually understand. I'm working with a senior pastor right now who sat with me for an hour, two hours, just asking me questions. Amazing. Why is it that Gen Z is so hard to get to serve on team? Why is it they don't come to Sunday? Why this? Why this? Why this? And look, I'm not an expert, but by being able to sit with the senior pastor. What I'm a tr- pastor. Trying to sit with the senior pastor and just equip and inspire and empower him. He's now like, okay, awesome. We need to change the way we do Sundays. We need to change the link between youth on a Friday to mm. church on Sunday. Mm. So I honor him by listening to the questions. If there's expectation placed upon you as a next-gen pastor, I would strongly encourage you to sit down. If you're like, man, I don't know if this is going to work, just sit down and have the conversation. I think the most honoring thing we can do is engage in conversation. Mm. Not in a rude way, not in a you don't know, but in a way of like, hey, I love what you're saying. Let's Can we talk about that? I've got some thoughts. Yes. I yeah. think that, that, that would be my thought I love on how that. we can honor those. Yeah. I just want to encourage you as well, Abigail, that um, I mean, I love that you're thinking about how best to honor your leaders because it's actually yeah. a biblical command. Um, it's actually something that comes with a great blessing. Totally. Um, and even if you don't agree with the leaders that you're under, God has placed you there. And it is your responsibility and your expectation to bring them honor. I've done a bit of a journey with honor. And what does that mean when I'm not really getting on well with the person I'm totally. supposed to be honoring? Totally. And so much of that is what you say about them behind their back when no one's Man, listening, that's, when that's no one's really inspecting. Um, because I think for you, the honour doesn't just come from your lips. It actually has to come from your heart. And so and so I would encourage you that that can be where it starts, is to honour them, to um, recognise that maybe they, they do things a little bit differently. And a phrase that I often use will be, hey, for learning's sake, what's the thought behind this move? What's really the thought good. behind this decision? Because really you are good. coming in as the seat of the learner. You're coming in under their leadership. Yeah. And it is a biblical principle that we honour. And the Bible also says, because it's a biblical principle, that those who are um, those who honour will receive honour. Yeah. And so um, it's actually going to be a really, really good fruit. So I love that you're thinking about that, Abigail. You're a legend. Yeah, I think it's a really great point that honour is not necessarily defined by what we do, but it's what's in our heart and how yeah. we f- how we feel about someone and what we think about them, what we say about them, even in our own heads and yeah. hearts. I think that's a huge, huge part 
of honor and I, to be honest i think it's something we need to talk about a lot more mm. in terms of um in terms of this whole journey as next totally. year leaders that is it though for the next gen podcast thank you so much for your questions that's all the time we have for today we have so many more questions that are just stacking up so we're gonna have to so get good. through some more next time a massive thank you to you for joining us if you're not part of the next gen nation but you want to join head to the website harryslade.nz.com and you can be part of the next gen nation as well ask those questions get copies of the show notes uh, on episodes that we have just talking to camera you should do your own episode by the way so. oh no oh stressful i think you should <laughs> okay i will at some point do you want to do the next one mm, well tbc <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but that is it for now. Listen to every next-gen leader. Be encouraged. Your story is changing history, leading the legacy, and changing the tide. So don't quit. Keep the grip. Keep the grip. And we'll see you very soon on the next-gen podcast. See you soon. Peace. Bye. Here we go.